Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Breakthroughs with Brie, where we are having breakthroughs about our personal and spiritual development, all in the pursuit of living our most joyful, free, abundant, blissful lives, whatever, whatever you want your life to be. That's what we're having breakthroughs on. So you can make the life that you want to make. Uh, my name is Brie. I'm an Akashic Records channeler, energy healer, astrologer, and I am a spiritual and personal development coach. Uh, as of this moment that I'm recording, I still have a few spots left open in my soul path program where I'm using my psychic channeling gifts and my energy healing uh, to help you in a healing journey. So essentially I'm using these gifts to help you connect and meet more parts of yourself for you to heal patterns, old beliefs, uh, and then also to find deeper soul alignment, whatever that means to you, whatever your life looks like when you are the most aligned with your true and authentic self. Like that's what we're working together to do for either three or six months in the Soul Path program. So if you want more information on that or to book a discovery call with me, go to healingwithbrew.net um, so that you can get one of those last three spots if you feel that pull towards working together, because I feel like there's some of you out there. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Today's episode is going to be about miracle mindset and my day of miracles. <laughs> I don't know if some of you saw um, on social media, I posted about having the most crazy day of miracles I've ever had in my life, promising to give a play-by-play this episode is that play-by-play -play. in addition to all of the work that my guides have been doing with me. I feel like to prep my mindset and therefore my energy fields to even be able to like receive that kind of day. So I'm giving you the goods. I'm giving you all of it. I'm so excited to talk with you about it. So let's get started. Okay, everybody, to start off with, I want to share with you what my guides have been working on with me in terms of like an abundance miracle mindset. Um, of course, in case any of this resonates with you, and because I feel like all of this primed me to have the experience that I did on that very faded day. Um, okay, miracle mindset. Uh, I do feel like this miracle mindset really aligns with having an abundance mindset um, and also having... Um, some people could say like a lucky girl syndrome, um, <laughs> which I, I don't think is unrelated, I will say, but I definitely approach it with a little bit more of some of this like spiritual esoteric, like consciousness, um, sort of stuff, but Hey, whatever you want to call it, I don't care. Um, okay. So I made some notes about some of the different things I had been working on and thinking about. I'm going to go through this list with you. Um, one of the first things is that I had been made aware that I was doing a lot of things. A lot of my actions were motivated by feeling like I was not enough, which is scarcity. Scarcity mindset is that there's not enough, there's too much, there's a restriction of, there's a lack of something, right? Um, which of course we, you know, most people get like, there's not enough time or I don't have enough money or I don't have enough energy or like whatever it is. But what I had realized um, was what was shown to me was that it was a lot deeper than that for me and that, I had this core belief that I was not enough in my current state, that I was doing things in order to get the thing that I wanted to be, which the logic in that in itself shows that I'm not already that. Um, and I got this big message um, working with a friend of mine and um, basically my guides and angels said like you are already it and for you to think that you have to do something to become it or like to join the crowd that has it or something 
is creating this whole perception of being separate from it or that you are not enough. And that's just not true. You've been enough this whole time. And this whole narrative that you have that you have to like work to accomplish it or to be it or something like that's just not true. There's a reason why you have um, resorted to that pattern and that mindset, but like, that's just not true. And I was like, well, had this huge realization of how many times in the day I was taking action based on, again, that sort of thinking, like, like from the moment I woke up in the day, like, oh, I didn't get enough sleep. I'm too tired. I don't have enough energy. All focused on not enough, too muchness. Right. And so, um, I literally cataloged like the most common thoughts I have through each moment of the day. And it was this huge realization of, oh my gosh, like all day. I'm like, I got to eat this because I'm not healthy enough, or I have to do this kind of exercise because I'm not this enough, or I have to do this kind of social media thing because I don't have enough followers or something, or I have to send this email because I don't have enough sales. Like all of it, you know, had some element of subconscious fear that somehow I, I like didn't already have enough of something and I had to do something to get there, um, which was, I was very grateful to see that. The flip of that that was shown to me is whatever you're trying to experience, like you are already enough for it, just like by being. So how many times in your day when you feel that fear and anxiety arising, can you tell yourself like, no, I am enough for all the things I want. I, like I already am them. So can I just be for a minute? Can I dwell in my own presence and feel how much of everything that I desire I already have? It's like shifting the focus from where I'm perceiving I don't have enough of something to like, how much of it do I really have? Like how much, right? Like one of the things I really appreciate about my life right now is how much flexibility I have, how much space and quiet and autonomy I have. I would love more of that. I would love to expand that. So can I sit and dwell and just like in that moment in time, appreciating the whatever quantity amount of that is in my life, like, can I just sit there and appreciate it? So shifting my focus to how much of things I have and how deeply grateful I feel for them, as opposed to constantly chewing on, fixating on wherever I felt like there was lack. One of the big things that helped teed this up. I will explain how this ties into miracle stuff. Um, the other thing about this kind of like abundant miracle mindset is looking for proof of <laughs> of of the abundance and like limitless nature of the universe because that that like echoes back to you um there was a lot of learnings that i was doing about this listening to podcasts reading books about how like actually we have quite abundant an abundant universe that has the ability to produce and generate like limitless things for us um and for us to really tap into that belief serves everybody else too. We're not in like this competition for things with each other and to look for proof of that in your life. Look for proof of all the times that things have been brought to you and there's has been enough for everybody, you know, um, how there's room for every, there's a table that can continuously expand for people to come set at it, that sort of thing. Um, another big thought, another big aha that came to me was if I'm living an intuitively guided life, if I'm making choices and going towards things from like a heart-centered and gut-centered place, having this like level of trust that I don't believe that my gut is going to lead me towards something to be in struggle. 
I just don't believe that. Not even for the sake of a lesson. Like, I don't think that, like, the design of it is that it's supposed to be bad. I just don't believe that. Um, I genuinely feel like the universe, my higher self, my intuition is always trying to lead me towards like the best, most abundant, full of ease, full of joy, full of love kind of life. Like it's always trying to help that manifest for me. Um, And so having this thought that like, if I am led towards an experience, if I like desire something, then there must be resources. There must be a way for it to happen for me. Because if I was led to it. If if a situation arose where I needed it, like it wouldn't make sense that the resources or the ability to like navigate it wouldn't also come. Um, I think this is true, especially for if there's quote unquote like emergency situations. Like like you're never going to be put. I I just don't believe this, and I feel like if we all tapped into this belief, it would make it easier for us to receive the things too. Like I just don't believe that like a circumstance would come up. And the resources or whatever that you needed to like settle that wouldn't also come up because you're just not meant to be in struggle. So then if we believe that, then we're looking for and we feel peace and we feel trust about it's all going to come together. Like this just wouldn't have happened to leave me in like the super negative or something. Right. So like I wonder where it's coming from. Hmm. Can't wait to see how, you know, (laughs) that was um, that was another thing. There's always there's always going to be protection or support or something on the way to help provide for this if I'm being led to it or if it's happened. Um, A lot of this stuff does have to do with that underlying level of trust, um, which might be its own podcast episode, but I'll address a little bit here. Letting yourself really ponder and decide like what you believe the universe is trying to do for you. Like, do you believe the universe is is just like, I don't know, like trying to make it hard for you or something? Is, is it the villain in your story making you the victim? Um, do you think it's neutral? Or do you think that there is something that's really positive? Or do you think the what the universe is is a reflection of what you think the universe is? Even if it's the last one, I know I would choose to have a universe that is always trying to support me and give me more and more and more of things that help me, I choose to believe that so that the universe is that back to me, right? Even if that's the last option of what I said is is what you believe. So like having a moment to decide what that is. And once you've decided, once you've landed on that, um, what feels very true to me in the work that I do is that at the very least, it's reflecting back to you (laughs) what you think. But I also believe there's like, genuine support that's coming from you at the very least from your guides and loved ones on the other side. Um, So if you believe that, then you are always protected and supported even past what your own consciousness is aware of. And when you really tap into believing that and feeling that, there's a sense of trust that you can have to where you don't have to be so anxious and in fear about everything all the time. So that when things come up, You don't have to immediately like brace and go into that place of, oh no, I don't know how this is going to happen and like follow the whole, you know, domino effect of thoughts into a deep, dark, anxious place that where you can just be like, oh, well, somehow it's going to work out. Somehow there's going to be support. I can't wait to see how. It's fine because, because I really truly believe that I'm protected and supported in some way. Big thing. Um, okay. Let's see what other big things. Yeah. 
uh, th another big thing I'm going to do a whole episode on and like, you know, where I was realizing I was sort of disempowering myself and coming back into the power to create my own reality and that there's not, I'm not like a victim to circumstances or something. Like I am the one that is the most powerful creative force in my experience. There's nothing that's more powerful for creating my experience than me. So if there were things that I wanted to happen and I was like, oh, I don't know if it can happen. Like, oh, I just don't have enough of those things like that, that kind of positions that other, like other circumstances are somehow more powerful at creating my experience than I am. Which once I saw this, I was like, no, that just does not feel true. So it became, okay, again, if I have this desire that feels very heart-centered, if I have the circumstance that I've found myself in, then it's not, you know, can it happen? Will it happen? It's how can it happen? Because I've used my willpower. I've used my conviction to decide that it will. So therefore, my reality will follow suit to show me how. I'll both use my own inspiration and my ideas, as well as this openness to let things come to me that are unexpected. Like, how can it work out? How can I make this happen? Game changer. Game changer. Um, yeah, I have a note about just feeling divinely protected and supported in every single thing you do. The way that that can help your nervous system feel calm and safe out of this world. And I will say, too, um, you can start small with developing that trust if you don't have it yet, like kind of do it in low stakes things, but like ask the universe to show you how you are supported all the time. And then use that intention to constantly check in in the day, like be on the lookout for it. Like show me the proof of how supported I am all the time. Like let that be an intention for a full day, for a full week, for a couple of weeks, for a month so that you can start to build proof and like build that trust with like real life examples of how divinely supported and protected you are. Look for it because the proof is always there. It's just, are you using the power of your attention and your focus to notice it so that your ego mind can catalog it and stop telling you that that is like a lie or something, right? Let yourself build trust with your guides, with the universe that you are truly divinely supported and protected. So when we feel this sense of safety and this sense of trust, because it's really what this is, right? And that's being in a state of love too, right? To feel the love of the universe, which is protection and support and all that kind of stuff. When we can like calm the fears and when we can be open, open because we feel a sense of trust, this is where miracles can drop in. This is where some crazy stuff can happen. Crazy stuff. Because then when unknown circumstances are happening around you, which is usually what triggers fear, the unknown to our ego mind, just SOS, red blaring lights, danger, danger, right? Unknown. When we can have and really be plugged into this sense of trust and peace, then when unknown situations come up, you can be in the mindset of, oh, cool, this is an opening for something really cool to happen. This is an opening for something unexpected or a miracle or like, oh, I just like it, it helps you be in a sense of curiosity. Curiosity is one of the best energies you can be in. Like, oh, I just like I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder how it's going to turn out. I'm not afraid of how it'll turn out because I, I believe it's going to work out for my best. I both trust myself to navigate the situation and I trust the universe to come through if I need something. So therefore, like, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen. Not to mention there's this intention where you're inviting miracles to happen. Pairing those two together, whoa, 
whoa recipe for the coolest experiences. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So the last thing I have, is it the last thing? No, I have a couple of things. Okay. Last couple of things before I actually get into my story of what my day of miracles was, where this really showed itself to me. Um, yep. My feeling of enoughness, like I kind of mentioned before, um, I just, I'm enough, even if I didn't do or work or produce things, which are kind of like capitalist, uh, like values and principles teach us, like we have to work or something to actually be able to receive anything, which is not true, by the way, spoiler alert. You've probably heard this already. If you've listened to past episodes from me, <laughs> um, it tells us that like our worth is tied to our productivity and eh, not true. I am enough just by like sitting and breathing and being alive. I'm enough to receive good things. Big thing my guides are working with me on that was like helped kind of position all this. Um, <laughs> yes. And so when you let that intention of like, let me see the proof of how I'm supported. Let me see the proof of all the wonderful things that you're always trying to bring into my life. All the ways that you're trying to you know, miraculously support me in the miracles and all this kind of stuff. Like, let me see the proof. I want to see them. I welcome them. I'm looking out for them now. And once, once you start to do that, acknowledge and appreciate every little one, every single little one sit, like, let yourself have a mini moment of gratitude where you just feel like filled up with how spectacular it is that it happens. One of the ways that I'd started to do this is like, I just feel like when I'm driving someplace, especially in LA, like the parking situation is going to work out perfectly. There's going to be a spot that's perfect, wonderful. It's going to open up right when I come. It's, I'm going to park at the perfect time. I don't even know exactly what that means, but I just know it's going to end up being perfect, right? Like, I just can't wait to see how it's going to happen because I just know it's going to be good. Every single time it's been good. And then when it happens, I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for that. Like, I, I say it out loud and acknowledge it. Or, um, oh, what are some other cool examples? Guides, will you drop one in for me? Oh, <laughs> I was with um my best friend after this day of miracles, actually, but it was around my birthday and we had walked into Costco and we were just getting a bottle of wine and we walked back to the front and the lines were nuts. Like every single line, at least 15 people deep, like we were trying to go back and get ready for the dinner we were going to go to. And all we had was like a, a big bottle of juice and a bottle of wine. Right. And um, I'd walked up to a lady that I saw walking to the end of one of the little like blocked off lanes. And I had asked her, oh, hey, um, do you like, do you know if they're going to open up more lanes or something? And she's like, oh, we're trying to, but like a lot of people called in sick. And I was like, oh, okay, I totally understand. And she looks down and she says, oh, like, do you just have this? And we said, yeah. And she goes, okay, I'll just check you out over here. You're like, what? Like, that's so cool. That's so nice. Like I told her we were about to celebrate my birthday. And she's like, oh, I'm so happy. I pulled you guys then. And we walked straight out on like one of the busiest days to go to Costco. We walked straight back, found exactly what we wanted, walked to the front. We're like, oh, goodness, like there's a lot of people here. Like, oh, well, we'll just ask and see. I was in such a peaceful energy about it. If we had been in a line, there would have been something that worked out that would have been good about that. I just I just believe that. But like that wasn't what needed to happen. And we just ended up we walked right by while this one was walking up that made me think to go ask her where she like we literally just walked right out within 15 minutes, busy stay at Costco. You better believe I was calling out the guides and angels like, gosh, that was so cool. Thank you so much. What a little miracle. Acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge. Even if it's like, you know, you live with a bunch of people in the family and you hadn't had the chance to grocery shop or something and there's just the perfect amount of like milk to put in your coffee. Ah, uh, miracle. Thank you so much. 
oh, that worked out perfectly. Like acknowledge all the times that that happens because not only is that welcoming it in more, but it's also training your brain to find them and to see them and to help your whole body feel the positive emotions around those experiences so that again, like you're associating more good things, more mental, it's like a whole thing, whole thing. Even small little ones, do it, celebrate them. Um, <laughs> the last couple notes I have is one, um, I say this as somebody who is in my own home a lot since I work from home and I'm also a little sensitive baby and love to just be in my own house and not so overstimulated. Sometimes in order to have miracles happen, like you have to get out of your regular rhythm. Miracles can only happen in unknown places. If it was known and anticipated, it wouldn't be a miracle. <laughs> so it does require letting, allowing situations to happen that are not according to plan. Letting yourself get into something new, something unknown. For me, that was like a sometimes get out of your house brief because we can bring more miracles to you if you kind of shake it up a little bit. And I was like, noted. <laughs> so for anybody who needs to hear that. And my last thing is a mantra. When you wake up in the morning, saying to yourself, I wonder what miracles will happen today. Like really hold that and feel that almost like imagine like, oh, I wonder how many, I wonder how many, maybe at the end of the day, talk with your partner, your best friend, write in a journal about all the miracles that happened today. Set that intention. Some miracle mindset stuff. So when I come back, I'm going to tell you about my day of miracles. Okay, everyone. So my day of miracles, <laughs> crazy story. Get on for the ride. Um, gosh, it's gonna be so fun to go through it. Okay, so setting the scene. Um, I had just been at a retreat hosted by Lisa Kelly, an astrologer who I love. Can't recommend you following her enough. Like just awesome. So Lisa Kelly did Lunar Lodge retreat. I treated myself to the, going to this retreat. I've always wanted to do one of these with her. Um, it's like mystical woo-woo kind of stuff the whole weekend. Um, and it was for my 30th birthday, which was the following weekend. So I'm like, great, let's do this. Um, and the retreat was wonderful. It was in the Catskills in New York. It was at this beautiful little sort of like boutique hotel, Eastwind, and um, surrounded by the trees and the forest. They had beautiful little nature trails that had little lights around them, the view of the mountains. Like it just, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. I love a woodsy vibe. That's like my nature scape of choice, especially a little like woodsy thing with like a creek or a river through it. Ugh, would choose that number one, any day. And that's exactly what this was. Um, the theme of the retreat was um, finding your wild or like, what is your wild? That was something that we observed many different times. And it just was the most wonderful retreat. I just have to say, if you ever have the opportunity um, to like make that happen, or you're, you know, feeling drawn towards that. So you're taking on that, how can I make it happen energy? I can't recommend her retreats enough. All of the activities are so thoughtful, but it's not too jam packed. Like you still have enough time to digest and rest and socialize that the types of women that she attracts to, I just had such a wonderful time meeting everybody. If anybody from the retreat is listening, I love you so much. I miss you guys already. Um, it was the most magical weekend. We did bonfires every night. We did sound baths. We were setting intention. We were doing card work. We were doing astrology stuff. Like it just truly was incredible. Like I said, I cannot recommend it enough. Um, some of the big takeaways that I took from it, and I wanted to share these because I feel like these helped put me in a certain mindset and energy going into my miracle day, which was the day that I traveled back from New York to LA. 
um, one of the messages that came up through one of the exercises that we did with like, you know, another um, person that was at this retreat was take the leap because you will be caught. That was a message that was specifically for me. Like you're feeling pushed towards, you know, doing things that feel a little risky. Like, and, and the person who was my partner who was sharing this message was like, I just keep getting this feeling like you're going to get caught. Like there's going to be something there that's going to support you. So like take the leap, like it's going to be okay. Which comes back to what I'd been working with before. You were divinely protected and supported. I was like, oh, thank you for sharing that with me. Um, another thing on that topic of like, what does wild mean to you? Like connecting with your wild, you know? And it brought me back to that kind of concept of allowing the unknown, like in the wild, like you can't anticipate everything, you know, like there's just going to be cycles and things that happen. And like nature is not this like perfectly manicured, planned, controlled environment. That's just not what it is. Like even when you think of nature, you know, um, but still everything is balanced, but still everything is like in perfect harmony, even without it being like perfectly controlled and whatever, which I think is profound you know? Um, so really connecting with that, like there is beauty and balance, even in letting and allowing the unknown things to happen, you know? And again, like I mentioned before, leaves you open for miracles to happen. Um, yeah, that basically staying in like this abundant mindset really leaves you open because you're like, let it, let it, like, I'm so, I'm in such deep trust that whatever comes to me is ultimately going to be good that I allow the things to come to me. Mm. So anyway, that was the kind of vibe that I was in after the lunar launch. Okay. Let's get into some of the details of this trip. <laughs> okay. So I was traveling back. It was Sunday, August 27th. Um, I was traveling back from the Catskills in New York to Los Angeles. The flight that I booked had multiple connections. It was like a 17 hour day of traveling. And in this energy of abundance, like I've always wanted to be able to travel first class. I've never done it before on a flight. And I was like, you know what? It's something that I can swing. Um, and I feel like I want to do it just in this era of like, I'm going into my thirties. Like I want to call in the ability to do this whenever I feel moved to it, treat myself. I have like a long leg of the trip that I wanted to like upgrade that part. And that would give me access to the lounge because I had like a five, six hour layover. I was like, I'm going to do it. So the last leg of my trip upgraded to first class, felt really excited about that. These are all details that come into the, the story, which is why I share. Okay, so at the start of the day, um, there was a girl that we had planned to carpool with from the airport in Albany, which is about an hour away from the Catskills, on the way to the retreat and on the way back, and we were going to split the Uber with her. There was one other girl there as well who was traveling to and from Albany, and like we were all going to split it with her. Her initial flight got delayed, so we ended up having an Uber to the thing to the retreat and so we weren't sure if she still wanted to like carpool back to the airport or whatever if she didn't want to it was fine we were talking with her and she was like oh yeah no like i'll still drive you guys and i was like well my flight's kind of leaving early from albany like we would have to leave here um leave the catskills at like 6 a.m in the morning and it turns out she didn't even have a flight out of albany that day she was just like being nice you know and we're like you really don't have to do that like we could try and figure something out and she's like no no no. like I don't want you guys to have to stress about it like I already said that I would like it's really not a problem like I'll do it first miracle of the day is that that girl's generosity Bella you're fantastic like the fact that she didn't have to wake up at six in the morning after we'd been up late at a bonfire to like drive us an hour away to the airport incredible 
was the most beautiful drive. The sunrise coming over the trees, being able to like talk with her and the other girl that was going to the airport. Like it was, it was wonderful. Easiest way to get there. Like you didn't have to stress about trying to get an Uber to this like little tiny town, you know, <laughs> that probably would have been crazy expensive. First miracle of the day. My first connection I get on, it's a smaller plane because it was going from, um, I think it was Albany to LaGuardia. So it was a short flight, small little, small little plane. And nobody was in the seat next to me. Another miracle. This is the best thing when that happens on flights. And I was so tired that I just literally like my head drooped, nodded off, fell asleep on that first little connection because I was tired. Second little miracle. Awesome. Love it when that happens. Um, get to LaGuardia. And um, the like right when I walked out, there was this place that looked perfect for breakfast, got food that was really yummy, which is, you know, kind of, you know, hit or miss at the airport, you know, made it with plenty of time to get to my next connection. Um, the only thing that was kind of at the time it felt like was kind of a bummer was that um, because it was a really small plane and I had packed everything in my carry-ons, my like hard shell carry-on luggage was too big to fit in the overhead thing. So they said, hey, we'll just check this for free to your final destination. And I was like, eh, whatever. It's all going to work out for the best anyway, <laughs> you know, like I don't have to pay to have it checked. I, like I, I'm going home to where I'm going to have everything I need, even if in the worst case scenario, like it's fine. Right. So um, get from LaGuardia to Washington, D.C., which was my next connection. And I um, get to the airport and go to the lounge. First time being in the lounge. It was great. It was wonderful. I was like, I don't mind spending five hours here. There's free food. There's free drinks. I was super into a book that I was reading on my Kindle. I went and found a seat like in the corner in the lounge, like got all comfy and just literally like read my book for hours and hours, which is something I would love to do. And what was great was I got there before it got really busy. So I got to be there when it was like a little bit quieter and all this kind of stuff. It was magnificent, wonderful experience. Um, so <laughs> then. Um, and I consider that a miracle too, like getting it to get able to get like a great spot right before it got like super busy. The spot that I picked ended up being great, wonderful. So anyway, final connection, going from DC to LA. Um, board the flight, it was great being able to get on first. The um, first class seats on that plane were the ones that like can um, go all the way flat and have like the big screens because it was a longer flight. And I was like, yes, this is so cool, right? Um, so like I sit in there, the guy that was in, um, the man that was in the seat next to me in my row was was nice, you know, cool. So we take off. Um, after we take off, there's like this sound that happens. It almost kind of feels like, I don't know, maybe like a bird hit the plane or something um, on the left side. And then it felt like we were hitting a little bit of turbulence. People definitely like, kind of like looked up and noticed, but the pilot didn't say anything. The turbulence wasn't too bad. I didn't have like a bad feeling in my stomach or anything about it. Because again, I just felt like I'm divinely like protected and supported. Like I don't have anything to be freaked out about. So it was fine. But, you know, kept reading my book or whatever. Well, maybe 10 minutes later. Um, the pilot comes on and tells us that there is an engine problem with the left engine on the flight, that uh, the engine's like gone out or malfunctioning. It's not, it's not working properly. So um, they are going to um, go ahead and turn around and land in the Dulles airport, which is an airport that's very close to DC. So I think they literally just circled back around. Um, 
And so I start talking with the guy next to me and um, he was like, oh, like, has this ever happened to you on a flight? And I was like, no, this hasn't. Has this happened to you? And he goes, well, I fly a lot for work. So yes, this has happened one other time. And like, we didn't have any problems landing um, and they ended up just like deplaning us and we ended up getting on another plane to, like to continue the thing. And I was like, okay, well, like, that's good to know that that's probably what we're going to expect. Chatted some more. He'd been watching Game of Thrones. So we were like talking about different shows that he watches, like, you know, um, when he flies a lot and I'm like a big TV, you know, movie gal. So like, you know, it's kind of nice to talk about that. It was funny because then um, before we were landing, he pulled out like this ginormous walkie talkie. And I was like, is he like an air marshal or something? Like, what is this dude? And, he, and I asked him like, oh, like, what do you do for work? And he's like, oh, I do a lot, but I do security. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't push about it, you know? And um, the pilot comes on and he goes, yeah, like it's, it's policy that there's going to be fire trucks and all that kind of stuff on the runway. Um, but that's literally just policy to be cautious. So please don't be alarmed. Um, we're going to land soon. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Landed totally fine. Sure enough, the fire trucks come. And if you've never seen the fire trucks at the um, air airports, these ones were like lime green, which was cool. And um, like on the side, like fire retardant was like really big. And I guess that's a thing like only fire trucks flame retardant um that only fire trucks at airports can use because the chemicals are really bad you wouldn't use them the rest of the time but because it's very risky to have a fire near so much fuel they can use it there which i didn't know at the time but kind of cool i guess so anyway we see them like all the sirens are driving over to us but everything was fine the pilot comes back on and says hey we don't have any like fires or anything in the engine like it's fine so we're gonna go you know park the you know plane and a thing and get off the plane we're like okay cool so we get off the plane um, and I'm curious about who this guy sitting next to me is security for, right? Because another guy comes up from the back that's obviously part of the team too. And I'm like, oh, like I just, I'm kind of curious who that is, right? So we get off the plane right? and we got off probably around maybe like six, I don't know, 6.30 PM. And um, they told us that they were having another plane come from JFK to replace ours and that our new departure time was going to be like 10 PM or something like that. We're like, oh, okay, whatever. And I'm like super into my book. Like, it's fine. Like, you know, again, I'm like, uh, I wonder what's going to happen. Cool. Like, it's cool. Um, I was like, I'm, yeah, again, like, I'm not going to be put in a situation where like, like whatever I might need isn't going to be provided for in some way. Like, it's going to be fine, you know? And I feel like that helps me just be in like an open energy, you know? So anyway, I see the, um, <laughs> I see the person that the guy that had been sitting next to me was guarding and, and he looks kind of familiar to me. And I see people go up to him and like take some pictures with him. And I get this idea of who I think it is. And I Google the name to see if the picture looks like him. And sure enough, it does. Um, he looks like the congressman that was from the city I grew up in. Um, his name is Kevin McCarthy. And what's the reason why I knew what he looked like was because when I was in high school, um, he had this like congressman award that were one person from East high school got every year, like a senior from that high school got, and I got it the year that I graduated. So I have this picture of like me shaking his hand to get the medal and the medal that I've seen whenever I've had to move or whatever that you like move with all your high school stuff, you know? So like, I remember from getting that award. That's why like, I know what he looks like. And he and it was like speaker of the house for a minute, like, you know, whole thing, whatever knew his name. So I walked up to him and I'm like oh by the way are you Kevin McCarthy and he's like yeah I am and I was like oh funny story I'm from the same city that you are and I got your like high school congress award and he goes oh my gosh that's so cool um he's like oh is your family still there and I'm like yeah like they'll think it's kind of cool I ran into you and he's like oh you want to get a picture and I was like yeah I guess sure you know um 
And, you know, he's like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I own my own business now. And he goes, oh, that's so cool. Like, what do you do? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's like an alternative healing practice. I do like astrology and energy healing with people. It's very LA of me. And he goes, oh, no, like I just watched a documentary on hypnotherapy the other day. It was like really cool. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Nice. You know, chit chatted for a minute um, and then like went and sat down. Um, the girl in front of me was like, oh, like, who is that guy when I sat down? And she, I was like, oh, Kevin McCarthy, he's a congressman from the city I grew up in. He was speaker of the house for a minute. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. Chatted for a minute. And then this other guy comes up to me and he goes, oh my gosh, is that Kevin McCarthy? And I was like, yeah, it is. And he goes, oh my gosh, I live in LA and I've never met a famous person before. And I was like, yeah, no, he was really nice. Like I saw other people letting him take pictures. Like I'm sure he'd you know, it'd be totally fine if you want to go talk to him. He's like, okay. And he comes back um, after taking pictures and like, we have a whole thing in chat. And the girl that was in front of me, I think is kind of li like listening to, like, we're all just kind of, you know, chatting, chilling. And the guy um, that had come up to me was like, oh yeah, I was kind of worried about the engine thing. Like he's talking about how their Sims like replicate this happening and they've done it plenty of times in Sims. So it's going to be fine. And it's funny because I didn't hear the pilot say that over the intercom that it was going to be fine because they've had simulations of this happening before. I just could tell that he was just trying to keep everybody calm and that he wasn't really that worried and he didn't want other people to be worried. I feel like telepathically, I was like picking up the message without really listening that much to like the details. And so I was like, oh, like I didn't even catch him saying that, but he was like, yeah, like an engine going out, it is kind of a big deal. And since looking it up afterwards, um, I've read that like an engine going out, really the thing that it impacts the most is having enough like oomph to take off. Um, it can make things a little uneven in the air, but it's not usually that big of a deal for landing, which it wasn't in our case. So it was fine. So anyway, getting more information from this guy, chit-chatting, whatever. I hear somebody say while we're talking, like, oh, like, maybe we should go try and find a lounge. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I should. Like, I have access to a lounge because of my ticket. I didn't eat that much at the lounge before because I thought we were going to eat on this flight. Like, I'm really hungry. And I bet everybody's going to go over and try to get into a lounge. So I might want to go get a seat beforehand, right? So I, like, jump up, go walk towards the lounge. It's a super long, super long airport to, like, get to the places. I walk into one place because I looked and I didn't see that there was a Delta lounge there. Um, walked into some other random one. I was like, hey, like, you know, this is a situation with this flight. I'm trying to see if I can, you know, where I could go into a lounge. And he's like, oh, well, our airline, this lounge doesn't take anything from Delta and we don't sell like day passes, but you might try Air France because it's a part of the same like parent company. And that one's just down the way. He was super nice. And I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. So I like leave, walk down um, all the way down to the Air France one. And when I get there, the woman at the front desk is already talking to a woman that was on my flight about the same thing. And she was like, well, like technically our lounge is really busy right now. And she didn't have passes that she could scan that would work because our boarding passes didn't have the location to Dulles and it would only like scan things that would like had Dulles in the ticket. Um, but she was so nice and she was like, well, like, just don't say anything, but like, go ahead and go in. And there's, there's more spots downstairs. And I was like, oh my gosh, what a miracle that this woman was being so kind and let us in, you know, she checked to like the, looked at our tickets, but she couldn't scan them. And she let us in. And I was like, oh, like, I just wanted to like get a little bit of food and water while we waited for like this 10 o'clock flight. Like what a freaking gift. Right. So I go in, I grab a little sandwich and a water bottle and I sit down and I go to pull out my Kindle and I don't have my Kindle. I look everywhere and I'm like, oh no. And I'm like, you know what it is? I think I pulled it out when I sat down in front of that girl um, after we deboarded the plane to read, but I ended up talking with them, didn't put it back in my bag. And when I heard the thing about the lounge, I kind of jumped up and left it there. And I was like, oh no. And I was texting with my husband. I was like, do I, do I leave it? Because technically I can read the Kindle off my phone, but I really like reading it off the Kindle. And like, that was my saving grace, not only for waiting, but also for the flight. 
And I was like, and we, I just got this space in this lounge. I don't know if she would let us back in again because she was being really nice, which I totally wouldn't be mad at her about. I was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and see if the Kindle's there, you know? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to let a miracle happen here. You know, I'm going to let the angels bring the Kindle back to me. You know, I was just like visualizing the whole time I was walking back that like somehow it was going to be there. Maybe I'll go to the desk and it would be there that like I would get reunited with my Kindle. Right. So I like walk all the way back. I'm like sweating, walking through the airport, like let there be a miracle, you know, and I walk over to the seat that I'd been in and the girl wasn't there anymore. And I'm kind of looking around the seat and then somebody comes up behind me and taps me on the shoulder. And it's the girl that had been across from me. And she's, she has my Kindle in her hand and she hands it to me and she says, Hey, I've been looking for you. Here you go. And I was like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like you have no idea like this is going to be my saving grace waiting like I appreciate it so much and she's like oh yeah no problem like this kind of stuff happens and I was like oh thank god you know like thank thank goodness she would saw it she picked it up had been like keeping an eye out for me this whole time oh, how wonderful so I was like okay well I've got a while to wait so I can just walk back to that lounge and see if maybe she'll let me in if she doesn't again it's fine like whatever so I'm walking back and as I'm walking back I'm seeing the McCarthy security team sitting at like one of the tables in the middle of like the thing outside one of the food places, like as I'm walking back down these gates to the airport. And as I'm walking past them, I see that he's there talking with another woman at the table right next to them, who I later found out was on our flight. And because they noticed me, they also turned to me as I was walking past literally that moment. They're like, oh, did you get a notification about our flight being different? And I was like, oh, let me check. I pull up the app. And sure enough, the flight doesn't say that it's leaving at 10 p.m. anymore. It says that it's leaving the next morning. And so, like, we're all standing there talking, like, oh, like, what do we think we're going to do? I was like, mm, I'll have to, like, see. Um, I was, like, trying to, like, figure some stuff out. And I was like, yeah, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I don't even have my bag. They said they sent my bag to my final destination. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Like, if we're staying overnight, I don't even know. You know, I've never, I've never been even to this. Like, I'm never on the East Coast, right? Never been to D.C., anything like that. It's like, oh, I don't know. And um, it was really nice. Kevin had said, oh, like, do you need us to give you a ride somewhere? And I was like, oh, my God, that's so nice of you. Um, but honestly, I don't even know where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to have to take a minute to, like, figure out, like, what I'm doing and, like, where I'm going to stay and, like, trying to figure all that out before I even figure out where I'm going. And I don't even have my bag. So, like, I'm a long ways from knowing, like, where I need a car to take me. But that is so nice. Thank you so much. And he was like, um, well, like, how about I call my wife and um, I have her use some of um, the Marriott points that I accumulate to, like, get you a room at, like, whatever Marriott's closest to the hotel. And I was like, Oh, you like, you really don't have to do that. Like, that's so kind, you know? And he's like, no, no, no. Like she loves to do that kind of stuff. Like accumulate a lot of points. Like it's totally fine. We got to look out for people from the hometown. Like you got one of my awards, you know, like kind of jokes about it. And I was like, are you sure? Like that would be very kind. It would be so helpful, but like, you really don't have to do that. And he's like, no, no, no. Like I insist, like she loves doing that kind of thing. So sure enough, he calls up his wife, Judy. And he's like, oh, like what's your phone number? Um, or actually he gives me her number and says, text her your number and your name so she can put it on the reservation. So I send her a text. I'm like, thank you so much. And we're just kind of like chatting while he's on the phone. And I'm talking to the security guard who I'm assuming after I had initially talked with Kevin was like, oh, I sat next to her. We talked about TV shows and like had somehow vouched for me being normal for him to like not only call me over to ask me a question, but also to like offer like to 
be so generous about this, you know, that I wasn't like some creepo or rando or something. And so like me and, you know, the guy, Mike, are talking and chat or whatever. And sure enough, Kevin gets off the phone and says, yeah, like we, we have the um, place. It's, it's pretty close. So come on with us. We'll, we'll, we'll drop you off. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. So I'm like walking with this full security team um, with this congressman. And I guess they're going to go just drive back to DC. And um, so we were like walking through the baggage claim and just chit chatting and kind of joking around and I was like, yeah, I've just been having like the luckiest day. Like, I'm just like, I feel like I'm, I'm truly like always the angels are always looking out for me. And, and Kevin jokes and he goes, yeah, it's cause you got that award for me. And I'm like, you're right. That ordained me to good luck the rest of my life, you know? just like having a grand old time and um we get out and he's like oh have you ever ridden in a, in a armored car before and I was like you know what no I can't say that I have <laughs> so I'm getting the armored car he's like oh you don't gotta put on a seatbelt it's fine like nothing's nothing's hurting you in here and I'm like oh that's kind of funny you know the hotel was literally right outside the airport like like right there and like we pull up and he's like oh do you like need me to wait to see like if everything works out okay and I was like oh no like your wife told me to text her if there were any issues with it like thank you so much seriously like thank you so much he's like yeah of course like gotta look out for everybody like hope you have a good night and was great so I come into the hotel everything was off without a hitch and I was like do you guys have like toiletries he's like well like what do you need I was like I think maybe like a toothbrush and toothpaste maybe deodorant was the last deodorant they had miracle you know, and um, I think that they gave a, like a slightly better room because his of his like Marriott status or something like that. And it came with like a complimentary breakfast the next morning. And it was one of those hotels that actually had like a restaurant in the lobby, too, so I could get dinner. And so like I go into the room after checking in and I sit down on the bed and I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> like, what in the world just happened? like whoa like an engine went out on a plane but everything was fine plane was delayed until a whole nother day was staying in a city i've never been in before without my bag but i have not incurred a single cost totally like set up and dropped off by like the congressman from the city i grew up in like what are the friggin' odds you know like just a not it doesn't end there people it does not end there <laughs> so I'm like telling my husband about this and he's like oh my gosh I'm just so happy you're safe I'm like yeah me too I'm gonna go out and get some food so I go out and I order food and um like I'm sitting at this table and I'm like well you know I'm thinking about like not having my luggage and I was like well wait a minute they said they were sending it straight to my final destination I was like but if there was a plane or like connection route that would have gotten there sooner I probably would have taken that so maybe there's a chance that my bag was on that plane because that was still the fastest route to get there. Um, so maybe it's at the, bag the, lag the baggage claim. And if it is at the baggage claim and I don't pick it up tonight, like what if they don't get it on whatever this new plane is tomorrow because it's like a mix up and it gets stuck here, you know, and the hotel that I was at thankfully had like a shuttle that goes to the airport every 15 minutes, another wonderful miracle thing. And so I was like, you know what, like, I'm just going to go check to see if my bags are just in case I tell the waitress, I was like, oh, can like you hold my food? I'm going to be back. I'm going to go check if my bags are, you know, whatever, but I'll be back. And she's like, yeah, sure. I'll put a hold on your food. So I go hop in the, um, the shuttle, tell the guy that's driving at the story. And he's like, well, I hope that your bag's there. And I was like, well, you're going to see in 15 minutes, you can come pick me up. But I've had a really lucky day, you know? And he was like, well, I hope it for you. And I was like, he's like, okay, I'll see you later. I'm like, okay, cool. I go in there. My bag is there. My bag is there. And because I'm an overpacker, I later found that I had exactly one more shirt, one more pair of underwear. Like I was able to shower. I was able to actually like sleep in pajamas that night. Like all, like just like the perfect amount of things 
perfectly amount of everything that I needed, even just for that one night delay. Whoa. But, like the guy picks me up in the shop. He's like, oh my gosh, you got it. I was like, I got it. He's like, you gotta go like gamble tonight. Like go play the, the, um, oh gosh, the games. I can't think of it. Like, you gotta go gamble tonight. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Ha ha ha. So I go back in and I, the table that I was sitting at is still available. I sit at it and she's like, oh, your food's ready. Like I'll bring it right out. The food was incredible. It was warm. It was like a salad with like salmon on it or something. It was delicious. Like what, again, what are the odds? It's like random hotel, <laughs> you know, um, like right next to an airport, delicious food. And I just sat there like feeling so grateful. Like not only was a situation that could have been really scary or really stressful or something not because just all of these random things that happened. So like, I didn't have to worry a minute. I was eating food that was delicious and healthy that had come out literally right when I got back in, just like soaking in it and the awe of it. I, um, and one of the other things that Kevin had joked around about is like, yeah, you know, just pay it forward. And I'm like, you were generous with the right gal because I'm a pay it forward kind of gal, you know. And so um, like on food that hadn't even been that expensive, like I left like a $10 cash tip for the waitress. And I was thinking to myself, like, oh, it'd be kind of nice to have like a tea, like to take back to the room with me. So I asked her, oh, can after I had paid, I was like, oh, by the way, can I, you know, can I order a tea too? She's like, yeah, she goes and like double cups the water for me. It's like this big cup. And she's like, oh, what tea do you want? She shows me the tea bags. I got a Kimball. She goes, oh, take two. It's like, oh my God, thank you. And I was like, okay, so like, how much is the tea? And she goes, no, 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 no. And I was like, no, really, I can pay. Like, I have like, you know, another $5, whatever in cash. Like, I'm happy to pay for the tea. And she goes, no, 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 I insist. Like, you just take it back. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Again, another miracle thing that like, I just had this thing like, oh, it would be nice to be able to have a tea. Boom, free tea. Not a single thing for granted in that day. Let me tell you, took my happy self back to that room with my tea, took a freaking shower sat in that bed it was actually very comfortable just in awe and what happened is the flight was supposed to take off I think originally at like 9 a.m the next morning which would have meant I would have had to wake up kind of early I didn't want to take any chances you know getting there plenty of early with all the things and then it got delayed to like 10 40 or something so I actually got to sleep a little bit more too another miracle woke up in the morning was able to get a complimentary breakfast popped right onto that shuttle, didn't have to pay to get to the airport, you know, was able, and I just, um, you know, was able to go straight through to the, to the gate. Yes, it was a long walk, had to do a lot of walking, but honestly, that was fine too. Probably had to get some steps in, great for the body, you know, got a coffee and I kind of got to fly first class twice, if you think about it, you know, had an easy flight. They, they were not on the flight. Um, those people on the next day, they must've got some other one, which is totally fine. So I had the seat next to me open on the whole flight back. Food was great. Had a grand old time. Um, my husband was still able to pick me up the next day from the airport and, like literally was the most miraculous day. Like, again, I look back at it and I'm like, what are the odds? Like if any one of those things hadn't happened, especially after like the plane got rerouted, like our flight got rerouted, like if any one of those things hadn't happened, like none of that would have happened. Like if I hadn't gone to go look for the lounge and even stopped at the other lounge before and not caught the lady talking to the other person at the same time as me, I might not have gotten in and been able to get a little bit of food to hold me over. Or the timing of me realizing I didn't have my Kindle and walking back wouldn't have been such to where I'd walked back again towards the lounge, past the little McCarthy team at the exact time that they were trying to figure out if the plane was getting 
delayed if I'd stayed back over at the thing, like at the um, gate where everybody was at, like I also wouldn't have been around them because they'd gone and sat in a different place. Like all of these things wouldn't have happened if I hadn't sat there and like thought to myself, like, wait a minute, is my luggage there? Like all of these things, wild, wild. And again, I, it was like, I, like I could have been in that circumstance and one been terrified or stressed out, which probably would have made me a little less chatty. And that girl maybe might not have picked up my Kindle or something, or um, like I would have been really like stressed out about like, oh, I might have to pay for a hotel room or like whatever. And I just wasn't in that energy. Like I just knew it was going to work out however it was going to work out. It was going to be fine, you know? Um, or even if I hadn't done some of my own self-work to like let myself receive things, like I might've been way too uncomfortable with like accepting the generosity that he offered in that moment. Um, and I do a thing where like, I kind of give people an out, you know, like genuinely, and I, and he still, and, and it was so kind. And then like his wife was like messaging me still a couple of times after that, like, is the hotel okay? Like, he just told me to pick the one closest to it. Like, did everything get, like genuinely so kind. So um, that was my day of miracles. <laughs> I told this story a couple of times to people since then. And they're, and they are also like, wow, that took so many turns. I did not expect. <laughs> same. I feel the same. <laughs> um, So I, like, I, I still think about it and laugh, as you can tell. Um, it was incredible. Incredible. I'm going to think about that day for the rest of my life. And again, I think all of the mindset things that I had been working on, my guides had been working on with me sort of teed me up to that. I think also putting myself like out of my usual routine and being at the Lunar Lodge and just feeling really plugged into myself and grounded into my spirit and into that sort of bigger perspective that being in nature and even doing spiritual work, which is what we were doing the whole time, can put you in like just that energy of trust and openness. Man, man, that, that, that intention, that affirmation. I wonder what miracles will happen today, especially when you think something's going wrong. Maybe switch in the script to say, I wonder how many ways the universe is going to show me that I'm supported. I wonder how many unexpected miracles are going to happen. Because sometimes it's when things are quote unquote going wrong that we get the coolest experiences and stories. Honestly, please let me know your guys' thoughts. Send me a DM telling me what you thought about it. If you thought it was as crazy as I did. If there are certain parts of the miracle mindset thing that really resonated with you, um, if you want me to expand on any one of those things, I absolutely could. Um, so that is a story of my miracle day. All right. And as you guys know, if you want to work with me in my coaching soul path program that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, um, healingwithbree.com, I have all of the details. I even put the pricing there. I know some people don't put pricing about these programs. I, I do. It feels right. So you get to see all, all of what it is there. Um, and if you want to book a discovery call to see what that would work would look like with you uniquely, if the goals that you have are something we could indeed work on together, um, book those calls at a discovery call to free. Uh, I am offering also a few one-off sessions for Akashic Records channeling and energy healing. Um, so you can also book those on my website um, and you can find lots of free channeled guidance and insight and learnings both here on the podcast as well as my social media platforms healing with brie on instagram and healing with brie with a period between each word on 
TikTok, but all are linked in all the places that you can find me. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Bye.